0: Involve, solve, evolve. Welcome to Cloud Crunch, the podcast for any large enterprise planning on moving to or is in the midst of moving to the cloud, hosted by the cloud computing experts from Second Watch. Michael Elliott, Executive Director of Marketing, and Fred Bliss, CTO of All Things Data at Second Watch. And now, here are your hosts of Cloud Crunch.
1: Welcome back to a new season of Cloud Crunch. In this season, we're going to focus on AWS reInvent, the biggest cloud conference in the world, kicking off November 28th. Our intent is to enable you, the viewer, the opportunity to immerse yourself in how cloud has evolved since last year on topics like preparing and building a center of excellence, extracting data insights, what, you know, many refer to as data analytics, managing a cloud native environment and data center evacuation. Now joining me today is Fred Bliss, CTO of data insights and Joey Brown, senior consultant, both here at Second Watch. Welcome to cloud crunch, Fred and Joey. Thanks, Michael. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. Great, Joey. So, today we're going to focus on cybersecurity analytics. And I'll have to admit, not a subject I'm strong at. So, I'm happy to have both of you here to kind of discuss where this is evolving. Because as we look at cybersecurity, in my background, it is always an extreme interest but not a lot of money being paid to actually do anything about it until there's an issue. So this should be a really interesting discussion. So I want to kind of start off with kind of questions around, you know, what are we talking about here from a cybersecurity perspective that hasn't been talked about by every CISO out there? What I'm seeing now is, um, you know, as
2: part of every data project, we'd always have security part of it, governance part of it. Um, for highly regulated industries, there'd be a component of uh, risk and compliance, but, you know, kind of check in the box. Uh, and that's changing. And a big component of that is we've got a lot of multinational global organizations. Uh, if you look around the world, uh, countries like, um, you know, India, for example, you know, we've already seen the effects of GDPR uh, over the last couple of years. Um, in India now, there's a lot of regulation kind of changing kind of by the day with data residency and data sovereignty laws. Um, You've got AI ethics um, and transparency uh, regulations coming out, executive orders coming out, data privacy regulations are absolutely coming at the state and federal level. And now what we're seeing is organizations actually empowering and putting money behind um, some of these data privacy teams. So the same data that's being used for security purposes that might live in a single purpose um, SIM tool uh, now serve a lot of other purposes depending on which hat you're wearing. Joey, I'll let you kind of take it from a what you're seeing on an IT side.
0: Yeah, uh, I think on the IT
2: side, we see a lot of
0: um, requests for, you know, we, we want to get a lot of security analytics. We want to get the dashboards. We want to get, um, you know, visualization of things. Um, and um, uh, sometimes it seems like they maybe want to skip some of the detective controls. Like maybe – can we just get the dashboard without actually collecting any of the logs, and uh, you know, kind of get the cart before the horse uh, some of the time. Uh, sometimes, so you really want to make sure you you know cover your bases. If you collect, if you're collecting all of the data that you can possibly get everywhere, then you can be in a position where you can even switch different ways to do analytics. You can have different dashboards. You can try different products because the logs are all there. But if you're starting out with, how's QuickSight compared to Tableau compared to you know some other some other dashboard. You've got to get the data first, right? So, uh, and <clears throat> some of the um, areas for security and compliance, you know, we we like to say that they're we talk about them uh, where they're kind of one thing, and then we try to tell our clients sometimes, well, you should really think about them separately. You know, compliance isn't really security, but some of those tools, like you're saying, Fred, uh, are really starting to bleed together. Uh, like AWS has uh, AWS Audit Manager now, and it'll it'll check a lot of the your your audit logs and your IAM logs and things like that, and it'll set you up for those compliance reports that you need, you know, an auditor shows up and says, we want to see these resources. We want to see the history of these resources. They're already there. Uh, So some of the security
2: logging things start to start to bleed into, into, into compliance. Yeah. The, the the whole um, uh, idea of what tool should I use for dashboards is really the wrong question, right? I mean, (laughs) it's all about what, what data should we collect and what signals do we care about? Because um, I mean, it's not just dashboards, right? There's there's a million different products that you can um, that you can leverage the same data for, I'd imagine, right? And right. Yeah. How and often are you it. seeing customers that have more than one um, uh, that have more than one place where they're collecting security logs, right? Uh, honestly, not, not as often as I would like. I would I would like it
0: where they where people had more uh, more dashboards, more 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 tools, like you know, where somebody says, "Well, we picked search or we picked." You know this. You util- to this tool. So let's go with that. I wish people had more flexibility. To um, they have all the logs in one place, and they can try different products instead of focusing on well, we pick this one, and it doesn't have this feature, but that's what we're going with. That you know, all the logs should be in one place, and they should be able to be consumed by whatever they want.
1: And I think we've we've heard a lot, and we've recorded in prior episodes, Fred. With you know, we we pick the tool now. How do we apply it to all these things? But I want to kind of go back. What is all the data that you can collect and then you can bring into a central repository?
0: <clears throat> well, when you, um, you know, it, it, depending on the depending on the, the cloud and the, the, the use cases of, of for each client, there's a lot of inbound and outbound, you know. But um, it's not just all the application logging and inbound logs and network logs and things like that. But um, the um, if you can get, Again, them all in one, one place. You can start doing. Um, you can you can look at authentication versus authorization. You know, you can see failed authentication uh, attempts, uh, or you can also see authenticated people are trying to access things that they're not necessarily authorized to do. Or you could another thing that people uh, don't uh, maybe bring in as often as they should are DNS lookups. Um, resources that they have in an environment that are that are trying to make calls outside. Do you see that you have some machine making rogue calls to some DNS server, some Bitcoin wallet, or something like that? That's that's pretty suspicious. Uh, so the, so you know it's not just about network firewall logs and WAF logs, and uh, you might want to look at CDNs and see why are we suddenly getting a lot of traffic in India or something like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and and from a data and analytics standpoint. Um... What we see business users and um, a lot of these compliance and risk teams care about is who's accessing specifically what data, right? Um, when you think about uh, healthcare and HIPAA, right, um, you need you need to absolutely make sure that uh, the right people are accessing the right data, and why, right? If you need to go investigate and look into you know a couple different um, records uh, for a healthcare organization. Um, you need a reason why you needed a traceability of, of what that looked like at a point in time. And so that means not just knowing um, who accessed what, but what did the data structures look like? Because you might be looking back a year, two years um, at a point in time of what those data structures look like and what those looked like two years ago might not be what they look like today. And so that means when you're collecting all this data, um, and Joey, I'm sure you see this as well. It's not about what tools do I use at the end. It's, how do I start to collect and model this data <laughs> so that I can right. look at all of it at a, at a point in time and see if these are all the DNS records coming in? It's a lot of data, right? But I think we're at a point where the technology can, can handle that.
0: Well, it, yeah, and, and, and some of, you know, an older technology that everybody loved uh, when, when you know, it was all the rage, Elasticsearch, now is, uh, you know, it's going more toward the open search version. Um, that's, that's what it promised, is you get all your logs there, and I just want to look at this time slice. Um, you know, we have a security incident or we had something, some blip at this time. Um, let's look at all of the logs from that time and see what was going on. And then you'll find out, like, was it, are we looking at an outage here? Is it a security incident? incident? Um, so when you can really get it down to a specific time slice and start looking at all the logs there, nobody wants to look at network flow logs. Well, nobody I want to hang out with. But um, but when, when you have it in Elasticsearch and you can just narrow it down to one, one tiny, tiny time slice, you can... Uh, you can see, oh, here's the network traffic. Everything that's happening in this one, one or two uh, minutes that can really um, shorten the, the cycle uh, for your, your response time and, and detective, you know, all your detect, you know incident response plans and stuff like that.
1: So, Joey, let me let me ask you a quick question. I mean, security. This is not a new topic, at least from a security perspective. So, what's different with this capability that doesn't already exist?
2: And how do, um maybe to add on to that too, um, what, uh, are, are you seeing multiple, like uh, I guess multiple different teams managing multiple systems? So are there different security response teams depending on which line of business or application or cl- even cloud?
0: Uh, sort of, like you'll have people that do, um, you know, here's our incident response plan and they're thinking about it. You know, they go through a, a, a lot of uh, exercises where we've got, uh, a VM somewhere and our incident response plan is, okay, we're going to isolate this VM and they'll go through drills like that. Okay. We find out that uh, so we get alerted that there's something funny going on with this VM. It's making strange calls. We're going to isolate it. We're going to investigate it. We're going to find out what the root cause was. We're going to try to put it uh, uh, in, a, in a quarantine environment. And it's, it's easy to go through those exercises with um, a VM, but when it's um, data in your cloud storage, it's in S3 or it's in cloud storage and it's, there's an exfiltration event Well now oh, there's nothing to isolate. You're not, you know, so you have, if you're in VM mode and you're not thinking more like across services, uh, it can be, you, you want to try to apply those instant response plans to, to different things. And then the other, you, you will have a different team or, or maybe the same team doing a different exercise for like um, disaster recovery. Well, for disaster recovery, here's my set of things and I'm going to go through this checklist. Uh, so even if it, even sometimes when it's the same team, it's, they sort of think about it as two totally different activities. Uh, but those drills are should be opportunities for you to look at: well, Did we capture all the logs? You know, not just here's 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 how we would isolate a VM, or here's how we would here's how we would look at uh, some data exfiltration event. But wh- why wouldn't where, where would our logs be for these events? Uh, and then how would we how would we be able to do security analytics on the, on a drill?
2: I think that's spot on and w- what I'm seeing and hearing um, from C-suite and, uh, and director level, level folks at enterprises is you've got a lot of these um, single purpose SIM tools and legacy ones that just don't work for modern security teams. Um, you know, Joey, when you think about um, a big enterprise customer that's got, I mean, you've got Azure with Sentinel, you've got AWS with their solution, you got GCP now with uh, their acquisition of Mania and their, uh, <laughs> and their solution. All of that data is, you know, being ingested into those systems. But now you need to in- ingest the data from all those systems into your system, right?
0: Well, yeah, when you ask them, if you ask uh, uh, Azure Sentinel, they'll say, no, exactly, ingest it all over here. We we, we can take all of it. You know, when we when we, when we we look at Azure Sentinel, they're like, here's how you ship your AWS logs. Here's how you ship CloudTrail to Sentinel. Here's how you ship everything. Give it all to us. So um, it's easy for us to say, hey, you should just record everything. You know, hey, get, it, get all your logs everywhere. But When you've got your Azure AD over here and then you've got your AWS environment over there and then you've got a data team on GCP, yeah, it does get into a situation. Well, now we kind of do have to pick one central repository for for logs, maybe. Um, And we do see, unfortunately, a lot of companies uh, balk at the cost of log storage. You know, it can get into dozens of dollars that they didn't plan for. You know, or sometimes even <laughs> hundreds of dollars that they didn't plan to spend that quarter. It's, but in, in in the grand scheme of what their their cloud spend is, log storage should be the least of their concerns. It, you know, it, it, it compresses. You you really only need to you know, you can figure out your your life cycle of that data. If, if we're talking about security incidents, yeah, you might need to hang on to it for years, but you only need to keep it pretty hot for thirty days. So um, don't, don't 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 skimp on the on the log storage, please.
1: And Joey, just to be clear. To be clear, when you say hundreds of dollars, there's a few more zeros after that.
0: Well, not necessarily. It'll be like you'll know, have a call with people. And you go, well, you know, Small. you gotta gotta kind of turn on your flow logs in this this VPC or something so we can get inbound and outbound and accepts and rejects and everything for the network. They go, no, 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 no. That's a sandbox. That's a dev. That's a dev environment. We don't want to pay. It's minuscule. An and we want to pay an extra hundred dollars. It's just dev environment, but. The, the, the people who take over your account don't care what kind of environment it is. They want to spin up Bitcoin miners. They don't, they don't care if it's like, Oh, this is a dev. This is a dev account. Don't spin up Bitcoin miners there. You know, so you, you want all of that, all of the security logging in all of your environments, not just the, not just the problems.
2: Yeah. I think that's a great point. Um, the, the cost of storage is something, you know, I see that I think is kind of a left um, behind thought of, you know, bad experiences of getting hit with huge spending bills because you've got <laughs> Geo-replicated data of the same data copied multiple times and bad governance policies, and you weren't really looking into it. But you're right. At the end of the day, all of this, if you've got it in columnar storage and you've got it well modeled, it compresses and it becomes a tiny little fraction. And one, and I, I thought the cost uh, in you know shipping logs back and forth between clouds. That I heard an interesting anecdote that um, if you're using Sentinel, if you're using AWS solution, and just you know shipping them back and forth, the egress costs of doing that has got to significantly outweigh the costs of storing it within your own data lake and data warehouse solution right. for this purpose. Right. Yeah. And that's why a lot of, a lot of times the, uh, Oh, the
0: ingestion free,
2: but yeah, but I got to pay the other guy to, to, <laughs> to, yeah. to, to ship it. Yeah. So I, I think they become really good ingestion tools, but now you've got this wealth of data that can be used again, not just for the it teams, um, to unify this data and remove some of that alert fatigue <laughs> in uh, reactive responses, but you know, combine that with all the different uh, you know regulatory data that you need to keep track of, it's it's changing quickly, right?
0: Yeah, and and a lot of times you'll find that the no, I was just gonna say a lot of times you'll find that you know the, a cloud uh, cloud provider solution might be you know oh for analytics you know if you're on GCP it's just get everything into into BigQuery. I just, yeah, just just load everything in BigQuery, it starts sounding pretty expensive because maybe you're not familiar with how easy it is to expire data in BigQuery. Whereas in Redshift, just put all your logs into Redshift. That sounds insane. It's it's, it's, it's really expensive. But, uh, you know, yes. it's not necessarily the tool you would use in, in AWS for that.
1: And, and that's kind of where I wanted to kind of start towards wrapping up. So it, it is taking all of this data, and, and that's where I want to understand Fred and Joey, what is it? So it's bringing all this data into some type of repository that may or may not be on one of the cloud providers. Help me understand that just a little bit.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's ETL, and it's the same uh, thing we do uh, day in and day out on all of our analytics projects instead of now bringing in data from the ERP to understand uh, uh, what did our sales pipeline look like last month versus uh, this month. It's now bringing all this telemetry data that Joey was talking about all this log data, um, you know, AWS access, uh, logs. Um, if you've got uh, a data warehouse or, you know, often in enterprises, I see multiple data warehouses, uh, who touched what there's a significant human capital cost of digging into audit bugs and all these different things when they happen, but they need to be able to produce who d- touched what, when, what were they using and all that, uh, infrastructure that gets built, um, that's all data in telemetry data that can be brought into one place, you know, email logs, and, uh, Office 365 logs, Octa logs, you could go on and on, right?
0: Yeah, I I, I think um, the uh, the biggest eye-opener for me, what I tell people now is, uh, you know, I, I was trying out a new uh, Lake Formation blueprint thing uh, in my sandbox uh, uh, in AWS, um, my second watch sandbox, and, um, you know, it's going to be Pull, pull in some CloudTrail logs and do some do some analytics on it because I don't have a ton of data to play with when I'm doing data lake-type uh, activities, but, oh, I've got a bunch of CloudTrail logs in my sandbox. Well, then when I forgot about it for uh, a week or two, uh, uh, somebody at Second Watch alerted me that my sandbox is $700 uh, so, yeah. <laughs> in just a few days. So um, companies should, should think about the amount of data that they have as, uh, you know, how do we get it all into one place? Use it as a data lake experiment. Use it as, you know, get it into... You know, it's, it's some of the security stuff is sensitive. Great, now you have a perfect uh, a perfect playground to start sanitizing data or giving this auditor access to this data, but not giving this person access to you know some kind of PII or or people's addresses, stuff like that. So companies do have the data, and they do want those data lake uh, tools. They want to get started with it. Start with your own security data, get it all in one place, do it as a data lake exercise and a security exercise at the same time. Analytics is analytics,
2: right? I think that's a good point. And Michael, you know, to, to add on to what Joey said, uh, which is spot on, uh, you're not going to know every single use case and every sing- single signal that you need right on day one, but you've got all these different tools and they're going to come and go. That's your data. <laughs> um, I mean, if you think about uh, your, you know, even just like, a, you know, Microsoft Defender, or uh, your McAfee logs, you um, if you're migrating from, uh, let's say, uh, Office 365 to Google Workspace, get all that Office 365 telemetry data out. And then once you figure out how you want to use it, model it into, you know, different data marks or different data warehouses. And then from there, you can put the dashboards on it. And it, at that point, it doesn't matter what dashboard tool you're using because uh, your data is modeled
1: and you can use QuickSight. You can use whatever. You can use all of them, right? <laughs> I want to thank you, Fred and Joey, for joining us uh, to discuss cybersecurity analytics, you know, kind of a tool that really doesn't exist out there and something that we are working on. It's not its not necessarily a tool that we're going to build. It's a capability where we can build. So a lot of opportunity to really evolve your security posture and how you look at stuff. So any final words for the audience, Fred or Joey? Uh, keep in mind that it.
0: It, it's your data uh, Treat it just like you would treat application data or data lake data and that you do already want to do analytics on. Don't uh, don't think of it as anything other than, like you said, ETL. It, it's, it's, it's a data pipeline. It gets processed at the end or it gets analyzed at the end. The analytics and the dashboards and everything all happen at the end. Get the collection on the front and figure out how to how to store it as cheaply as possible and get whatever ETL you need on it and then do the analytics.
2: Yeah, and then for for business teams that are spinning up new governance, privacy compliance teams within or even these capabilities within existing uh, LOBs, don't reinvent the wheel. Uh, Don't go uh, down the same path of buying very single purpose built tools uh, that claim they can do everything. This is your data. Um, There's a million different uh, machine learning and AI use cases that you can do once you have all this data. be creative and uh <laughs> and look at this as um you've got a ton of data and a million different use cases that you can start finally
1: um unlocking awesome well fred thank you for joining us joey as well and to the audience thank you for listening to our show this podcast is intended to add value to any large enterprise that is planning on moving to or is currently focused on leveraging the value of the cloud send your comments or suggestions to cloudcrunch at secondwatch.com
0: you've been listening to cloud crunch with michael elliott and fred bliss for more information check out the blog secondwatch.com forward slash cloud blog or reach out to second watch on twitter
1: and linkedin